Good morning, everybody. It's your host, Mark Trimble, and this is the MK Journal Podcast. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's had a good day so far. It is Thursday morning, 72 degrees in Oklahoma City. Beautiful morning. Um, Recording this a little bit later, so I apologize, but uh, hopefully everybody still tunes in and is able to benefit from uh, today's episode. Today we'll be um, taking a little bit of a different route with our um, uh, devotions. Uh, We won't be in the book of Acts today, but we will be in the book of Mark, um, focusing on the first chapter. So if you'd like to follow along in your Bibles, go ahead, take your Bibles out, turn to Mark chapter 1. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, If you look there in verse 6, it says, And John was clothed with camel's hair, and with a girdle of a skin about his loins, and he did eat locust and wild honey. Now, most of us are familiar with John the Baptist and um, his his calling on his life. He was called to prepare everybody for the coming of Jesus. Um, But one thing I want to point out about John the Baptist was he was doing what God wanted him to do and yet look at the life he lived. He was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of skin about his loins, and he only ate locusts and wild honey. Now, a lot of us confuse doing, you know, if we do God's will, um, we're going to either live... There's, there's, two, there's two opinions people have about doing God's will, and they're, and they're complete polar opposites. One is, well, if I do God's will... Everything's going to be provided for me. I'm, I'm going to live a good life and, you know, I'm going to have nice things and, you know, because God's going to bless me with all these things since I'm doing his will. And uh, he may. God may decide to, to bless you with a nice house, a nice car, um, nice things while you're here doing his will. There are definitely Christians that we can look at um, that, that do have, that are in situations like that. But the second... Um, idea that people have about doing God's will is is living like John the Baptist and you know just barely getting by and and you know going through hardships and and yes that's true we see here John himself you know lived a, a very um, simple life uh, if you can put it that way or, or uh, maybe a challenging you know a hard a difficult life as far as you know not he lived out in the wilderness. He didn't have a house. Um, you know, his clothes weren't clothes that everybody else wore. It were clothes from a camel and different other animal skins. And he didn't eat the same uh, foods that everybody else ate. He ate locust, which is um, just really big grasshoppers and, and wild honey. So those are the two kind of like um, ideas that we have when it comes to, to following God's will. And, and both of those are correct, but also incorrect. Um, but the, the main thing I want to get to here is, even if it's the worst case scenario and you end up living like John, where you, you know, barely have anything, you know, you're out in the wilderness maybe, and, um, you know, you're just barely getting by and you're going through some, some tough things, um, but you're doing God's will. You know, God never promised that you're you're going to be living the high life. You're going to be living in a life of luxury if you follow Him. He promises He's going to meet your needs. He promises He's going to take care of you. We never read about John going hungry. 
whenever read about him lacking clothes, whenever um, read about him lacking a place to sleep. God took care of John, just like he'll take care of us if we follow God's will. And if we end up living the life that John lived, if we do God's will, does that change your mind about doing God's will? Does that keep you from wanting to do God's will? Because realize our lives are the reason why we're, we were put here on this earth is to serve the Lord no matter what situation we're in. If he calls you to go to Africa and you're going to live with a remote tribe that, you know, lives out in the in the um, in the plains of Africa and, and, you know, you have to live a super simple life. But if that if that's what God wants you to do, then you should do it. Next thing I want to look at is in verse uh, 12 and 13. It says, And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts and the angels, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him. The Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness, where Jesus fasted and prayed for forty days, and then he was tempted of the devil. Then Jesus was led out of the out of the out of the um, wilderness by the Spirit. Now, following God may lead you to some hard times, but God will always get you through the hard times if you trust Him. The Spirit led led Jesus into the wilderness, and if you look at it in a way of you being led, and then the wilderness being, you know. The Spirit leading you into a time of you a wilderness in your life, whether you know it's whatever that may be, whether it's um, hard times financially, whether it's um, losing somebody close to you, whether it's going leaving your family or you know whatever whatever those times may be. Sometimes God leads us to wildernesses in our lives to make us better people. But we see here that Jesus made it out of the wilderness. He wasn't just led in there and then the Holy Spirit left him in there and said, okay, have fun, you know, you're on your own. No, God's going to be with you throughout the whatever wilderness you may go through in your life. And if you trust him, you believe on him and you rely on him, he'll lead you out of it and you'll be a better Christian because of it. Next in verse 24, it says, saying, let us alone that what have we to do with the Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I, I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And then if you go down to verse 34, it says, And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. The devils in the Bible, every time Jesus was, was um, casting out devils, he always told them the same the same thing, pretty much. He told them, hey, you know, don't speak. Because the devils in the Bible knew that Jesus was the Son of God and that he had power over them. And if that's one of the best arguments you can have for Jesus being the Son of God, that's that's I don't I don't see how people can read those those verses and see that the devils themselves knew who Jesus was. And we're, we're scared of him because they knew that he was God and he created them and he had power over them. That's why they were they were fearful, um, even though they were on opposite sides, you know, even though they were they were enemies. 
they knew who who had the power in the end. They knew that that no matter how much power they had here on Earth, they're not going to be able to do anything when 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 it comes time for for God to to judge them. Next, in verse thirty-five, it says, "And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed." Christ rose up early to spend time alone with God. He sets the example that we should follow. It's ridiculous for us to think that we can go throughout our day without spending time with God and rely on our own strength as we go throughout our day. The problem is, if we do that, that will only lead in our failure. Without God's help to get you through the day, you're going to end up doing things, thinking things, saying things that you're not going to be proud of, that you're going to end up... Um, committing sin and that's just because we are weak our, our flesh um, is, is hard to fight against and without God's help our chances of winning against our flesh plummet it's very hard for us to act like a Christian if we don't ourselves have a good relationship with our Savior it's hard for us to get through those temptations in life if we don't spend time with God every day asking Him for strength to help us when those temptations arise. It's hard for us to rebuke the devil like Jesus did if we don't spend time in the Bible memorizing verses like Jesus did so that when the devil tempted Christ, he rebuked him with the Bible. How are you going to be able to rebuke the devil with verses in the Bible to help you get through his temptations if you don't yourself spend time with God every day in His Word? building that relationship, meditating on his word, and memorizing verses. You're not going to be able to do it through your own strength. Now go to verse 38. It says, And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore I came forth. You know, Jesus knew what his purpose was here on earth. And he didn't waste any time doing it. A lot of times we as Christians, we waste so much time throughout our early lives trying to, air quotes, figure out what God's will is for our lives. But we know what our true purpose here on the earth is. One is to glorify God, but two is to, is to win the lost to Christ. That's the Great Commission. That's every single Christian's purpose here on life is to honor and glorify God with your life, but to also lead others to Christ. If you don't know what you're going to do with your life, those two things are, the, are your default. You may not know what God specifically wants you to do in your life as far as whether it's being a pastor, whether it's being a missionary, whether it's being a Sunday school teacher. But glorifying God is going to church, living a good life as a Christian, and then leading others to Christ is fulfilling the great commission that he had, that he commanded all Christians to do, you and me. So until God reveals to you what your specific, what his specific will is for your life, you are to do his, his will that he commanded all Christians to do. And by wasting time trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, you are forsaking God's will that he has commanded every single Christian to do. Don't waste time. Go out. 
with the loss to Christ, live for Christ, glorify Christ with your life. Because the Bible says our, our life is like a vapor. It goes, it, it just vanishes away. You don't have very much, you don't have very long here on earth. So why not use the small span of life that you have to win as many souls to Christ as you can and to glorify Christ with your life as much as you possibly can. Stop wasting time. Lastly, in verse 45, it says, But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter in so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in the desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. This is talking about the man that Jesus healed from his leprosy. The man came to Jesus and said, if, if you want it to be so, I can be, I can be clean. And God said, I will be thou clean. And then Jesus told him, see that thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But here's the, here's the good thing about it. This man went out and began to publish it and to blaze abroad the matter. How can we be so silent about what God has done for us? We should be like the man in this verse and tell everyone we can about the great things God has done for us. He saved you from eternal damnation, an eternity of torment, pain, sadness. And not only has he saved you from that, but he's given you peace. He's given you a home in heaven. He prepare, he's go, He goes there to prepare a place for us. God has done so much for us. And for us to be silent about what he's done for us is a slap in his face. All God asks is that we share what he's done to us, to other people. But we as Christians are so stubborn and so self-centered and so consumed with how what people are what others are going to think about us that we just we choose to be silent and not only do we refuse to do what God wants us to do, but we send the rest of humanity to hell because we choose to be silent because we're too focused on how self are ours on ourselves and too selfish because we don't want to embarrass ourselves because we may not know what the right thing is to say. This is what we need to be doing. What this man did in verse 45. Not only did he go and, and begin to publish it, he, he, he blazed abroad the matter. And in so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city. So Jesus couldn't even walk into the city without people knowing who he was and what he had done. And even when he was out in the desert places, they came to him from every quarter. This was because of one man's testimony, telling people what God had done for him. That should be this, our testimony, going out, telling everybody that we know and reaching a city for Christ through our testimony. Because we care enough about other people's souls and we care enough about doing what God wants us to do that we're going to reach our, our whole city for Christ.
I hope you guys are able to uh, glean something from what I was able to share here in my devotions. I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, again, remember that every, that people are watching you and, and you're going to be the only Bible that some people ever read. So have a good testimony. Go out. Live your day in a way that's going to honor and glorify God. I hope you have a wonderful day, my friend. I hope your uh, uh, weekend comes up quickly. I know you're like me. You count those days down until Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And then you go reset on Monday and start all over again. I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, don't forget to, uh, if you're listening, if uh, whether it's following, subscribing, liking, give it a thumbs up, rate it on whatever platform you um, listen on. And uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, MK Journal, that's M, capital M, capital K, space, capital J-O-U-R-N-A-L. It's my Facebook page. You want to follow me there for um, updates on the podcast. Um, and hopefully, uh, just to give you guys a little tidbit, um, we're going to be starting our um, story time series here pretty soon, um, interviewing other missionary kids and, and listening to them tell stories about what they were able to go through uh, in their mission fields that they were in. Again, have a wonderful day. God bless. Goodbye, everybody.